discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Lift up your right hand towards heaven. Father, we are grateful. Father, we are thankful. Thank you for this opportunity that we have to hear your word, to be blessed, to be upgraded, to be updated in the spirit. Thank you for inspiration from your Holy Spirit. Thank you that we experience your glory to another dimension altogether. Thank you for fruitfulness for all of us. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may kindly take your seat in heavenly places where you belong. It's good to see you once again. Good morning to everyone. How many of you were here, were here last night? Beautiful. Were you blessed by what I shared with you? All right. So this morning, I want to continue along that line as well. That same line. I'm being prompted to continue along that same line. Along the lines of your work. Okay? Then this afternoon, I'll compress your work and your faithfulness together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those outside, I hope you can hear me. Are you outside? Ah, someone is outside. All right. So God bless you, Pastor Kobe, for all the work that you're doing with your beautiful wife. Let's appreciate Pastor Kobe and the I want us to appreciate Pastor Kia, Pastor Benis, all the MC heads. If you are an MC head, stand up and let's acknowledge you. If you are an MC head. Wow. God bless you for all the wonderful work you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Sometimes you wonder if you can do something for God. But then as you do it, you realize that it is happening. Yes. You get to know the will of God by doing the will of God. That's what Jesus said. He who does the will will know the will. Yes, hallelujah. hallelujah. So today I want to talk to you about Jesus. Can I talk to you about Jesus Christ? How many of you love Jesus? If you love Jesus, give me a wave. Wow. We have a lot of Jesus lovers. That's wonderful. So I want to, I want to help you understand who he is some more today. Okay? If you read in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, we see a very powerful statement in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, that um, has been a guiding post for me on a personal level and for many. It reads, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today 
and forever. The things he did when he came on earth are the same things he's doing today. And they're the same things he's going to do forever. Hallelujah. When Jesus was around here on earth, the Bible says that how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Acts chapter 11, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good? He went about doing what? Good. He went about doing good. Pastor Kobe's father is around. Let's acknowledge that. Daddy. It's good to see you. Daddy, I think if you rise, though, it would be nice if you rise up. Right? Kindly rise up for the seat. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Yes. Don't joke with your father. Always bless your father. Yes. My father passed on about four, five years ago. Oh? 2017. Five years ago. Yes, five years ago. And before he passed on, we had a very good time together. So you have to have a good time together with your father before he... No matter what, I, I told you yesterday, you remember? No matter what you think. Anyway, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. He healed all that were oppressed of the devil. I mean, he did so many, so many good things. That no normal human being can do. For instance, Jesus never, Jesus never went to school. He never went to university. So you are better. I mean, we, are, we, we can listen to you more than we should listen to Jesus Christ. What do you think? He, never, he didn't go to medical school. How many of you listen to words of wisdom from someone... Uh, who is not married. Jesus never married. He never married. He never had children. Jesus never traveled beyond 200 kilometers. He never went to America. He never went to China. He never, I mean, he didn't have that kind of exposure. Are you in the church or you have gone home? Yes. He never wrote a book. Not even a single book. No bestseller. Jesus, he never had one. He didn't start any company. He didn't build any road. No hospital. What? Men's gold. <laughs> he didn't do any investment. It's a very serious thing. Jesus never built a church building. Never. You say he's irresponsible because he didn't build anything. I mean, if if you are you are very important, you should live long to do the important things that you are doing. You get it. And if what you are doing is very important, you should move around the world and do it. He never moved anywhere. Galilee, Galilee to Jerusalem. That was a trip he was always doing. Even when he sent out his disciples to go and preach, he said, don't preach to anybody else apart from Jews. Ah! You see, but Jesus said things that no human being has ever said up to date. And Jesus did things that no human being has ever done up to date. Jesus walked on water. Has your father walked on water before? 
Many people believe that Jesus is God because of the things he said and the things he did. Nobody has said the things he said. And nobody has done the things he, he did. You can build many companies. You can't walk on water. Try. No matter how powerful you are as a medical doctor, you can't open blind eyes. I mean, opening of blind eyes is something that you, people do. It's, it's not possible. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. That, those are things that, the things he did made him unique and made him different and made, that's what makes people believe that he is God because he is God. The things he did are things that only God can do. If you touch a leper, you, you get leprosy. Straight up. But Jesus was touching lepers and healing them. When he touches them, power leaves him and heals them. If you go to the hospital, we, we have a whole big unit called Ops and Gynae, Obstetrics and Gynecology. And it is sicknesses concerning women. No man is there. There's no man that's attended to at ONG. It's only ladies. Issues with wounds and bleeding and all kinds of... There's a whole big unit in every hospital, every major teaching hospital for women. Because it's a very difficult thing to solve. There was a woman who had bled for 12 years. She touches Jesus and pa, the, blood, the blood is finished. As your uncle danced some before since... Since he, since he came around. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Yes. Jesus, unique. Unique. And there are things he said. For instance, I don't know if you have ever brought someone back to life after being dead for four days with a call. A call. Yeah. Just come. Come out. Lazarus, come on. I mean, they took Jesus to the graves, graveyard. He said he had died for four days. The guy's sister even said that by now the body is thinking. Jesus said, oh, don't worry, just open, just remove, remove the casket. Hey. They dug the ground, did all of those things. I mean, at that time it was caves, right? So they, they are putting, they rolled away the, the, the stone and everything. And then Jesus called Lazarus like you will call anybody who is in the room. Even if the person is asleep, the person is not here. He called him normal. <laughs> Beverly, come. And here was Lazarus marching out of the dead. I mean, this, this is very serious. If, if you see, you can't, it's not something that is normal. You can't just do that. We are just by a cemetery. Let's go and go and try. <laughs> and see if, if, I mean, let's see what you can do. Let's see what your uncle can do. Let's see what your father can do. Hey! hey! That makes it unique. 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 Different. Don't you mean target type of life? Huh? I tell you, Jesus hmm, rose from the dead and is alive today. How many of you would want to believe in a dead savior? There are many people who claim they are saviors. When you are driving on your way to uh, Cape Coast, and uh, you see from a car, from Winneba to Cape Coast, there's a guy whose picture is there, the expected Messiah. The expected savior. Have you seen? Yeah, I mean, he's there like that. Ah, there's, there's even another one here. Yeah, even between Suhum and uh, 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 Apeja Junction and then Suhum, you will see, you will see one. 
Yes, uh, the, the, the expected Messiah. There are a lot of people, many saviors, many messiahs. Some have died. Some people claim they were messiahs and they have died and they are still dead. The guy on the side, that signboard is dead. How many of you prefer believing in a dead savior as compared to a living savior? Which one do you like? Living savior. Yeah, a living savior is more profitable to you than a dead savior. A certain lady lost her husband. Very young husband. And she was crying. She wanted to enter the, 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 the casket. When we, I mean, the, the lady was in love with her husband. It was a very painful thing. She wanted to enter the casket. I'll go with you. How can I live without you? <laughs> she was crying and weeping. And everybody was struck. They apparently they had to even inject her to calm her down for her to be okay. It was not a small thing on the funeral, at the, on the day of the funeral. Two years later, she was getting married to another person. Sometimes, sometimes when some couples come to me and they are fighting, I just tell them, if you like, die and see. If you like, die and see. Yeah, another person will inherit what you are fighting with, you see. Hallelujah. I can't live without you, yes. She was marrying gloriously. Very happy. Very excited. And when she came to her pastor's office to sign and everything, you know, they had planned to go on, their honeymoon was going to be done in, a, in another country. So as the wedding was ending, they were, they were moving to the airport. Like after the wedding, they are moving straight to the airport, straight outside the country to go and enjoy themselves. So they were coming to sign. As they were coming to sign, the pastor looked at him and said in his, in his mind, that which one do you prefer, a dead husband or a living husband? Which one do you prefer, dead husband or living husband? Yes. What can a dead husband do for you? A living husband will take you abroad and do things for you. Yes. We have a savior who is alive. Yes. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. I am he that liveth and was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. This Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there are things he said that nobody has said ever. And when you are getting to know him, knowing him has to do with knowing him along the lines I'm going to mention. There are seven very powerful things that he said concerning himself. Seven I am's in the book of John. That Jesus used to describe himself and what he is to you. Hallelujah. So as a child of God, your greatest um, desire should be to get to know Jesus some more. Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his He had a desire. His desire was to get to know Jesus. Our, our calling, we have been called to walk with Jesus. We have been called unto the fellowship of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. Look at 1 Corinthians 1, 9. God is faithful by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of the Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. So every one of us has been called into fellowship with Jesus. Are you in the church? Fellowship, intimacy, sharing your life, communicating to, partnering with. Eh? 
enjoying your life with Jesus. That's, that's what you have been called for. You have been called into intimacy, into a walk with Jesus. Are you in the church? So, if, 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 we, if we are going to get to know whether you are increasing in, in Christianity or increasing in Christ, it is directly proportional to how much of Jesus you know now and how much of Jesus you are, you are exposed to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you in the church? Yeah. Not how the kind of tongues you can speak. Yeah. With punctuations. <laughs> there are a lot of talk, tongue-talking Christians who are not correct. Who are very wicked. Who are master fornicants. We have betites. You know betites. Those who are into betting. Yes. We have betites. Boozites. Scamites. And weites. And you'll be surprised that they are, all, they are Christians. You see, they've forgotten about who, who saved them. They've forgotten about their savior. They've forgotten about who, what it is that you were saved for. You were not saved so that you will have your own life. You were saved for a purpose. You were saved so that you can have fellowship with Jesus. So that you can walk with Jesus. You see, at the end of your life, when you stand before Jesus Christ, the first question he will ask you, I'm showing you the questions that are, are going to be asked. This is a book straight from the scriptures. The first thing that you are going to be asked is, did you learn to love? Did you learn to love me? And did you learn to love your fellow brethren? Because Jesus left a commandment for us. Yesterday I tried to quote it for you, but I couldn't get there. John chapter 13, verse 34. A new commandment I give unto you. That you love one another as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. By this shall all men know. Next verse. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If ye have loved one to another. So you can't say you are developing in Christ and not love your neighbor. Not love the brethren. Not love those who are in the house of God. And not also love those who are outside the house of God. That is another level altogether. On, in the evening, I'm going to talk about it. You can't say you are developing in Christ and not have any, any emotion, any compassion for those who are outside the house of God. Wake up. I'm not, I just started. Wake up. Wake up. Hallelujah. Yes. If you realize you sleep a lot in church, you need to ask the pastor to pray for you. There are demons that are worrying you. They just start blowing air around your ears to prevent you from hearing what you are supposed to hear. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do you think it's important? Yes. All those who sleep in church end up falling into things that they are not supposed to fall into. There's a guy in, in, in the Bible called Eutychus. Okay. When Paul was preaching, he was sleeping. And he was sitting at the window of the church. Second floor. As Paul was preaching, he, he was taken with deep sleep. And he fell off. And died. Yes. He was in the place of light. The Bible says there were lights in the, in the place. He was in the place of light and revelation. But he was asleep. And so fell into darkness. So that's what happens when you keep sleeping in the house of God. Because all the things that are coming, you are not hearing it. And what will change your life is what you are hearing. It is the knowledge of God that makes a difference in your life. Okay? 
is the knowledge of your, the quality of your life is highly proportional to the quality of the knowledge of God that you have in your life. The quality of your life as a Christian is directly, do you understand directly proportional and inversely proportional? Uh-huh. When we say directly proportional, it means that as this one increases, this one also increases. If we say inversely proportional, as this one increases, this one decreases. Do you understand? Uh-huh. Your knowledge of, of God is inversely proportional to foolishness and sin. The more of the Lord, the more of the knowledge of the Lord that you have, the less foolishness that comes into your life. Yes. The Bible says, for the lack of knowledge, my people perish. My people perish because of a lack of knowledge, revelation knowledge. A lack of revelation knowledge concerning me. If you are fooling around, it's because you don't know something. You don't know something, that's why you are fooling around. If you are doing mighty works, it's because you know something. The one doing mighty works is doing mighty works because of a certain knowledge he has. Mark chapter 6, verse 2. What? Go to, go to Mark chapter 6, verse 2. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? That even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. So mighty works are, are directly proportional to the wisdom that you have. And the wisdom that you have, wisdom is correct application of knowledge. Right application of knowledge. So it's important. Knowledge is a key. Eh? Luke chapter 11 verse 42. <laughs> because you are sleeping, it's just coming up. Mm? The key of knowledge. But warn you Pharisees, for ye, ye tidement and rule and all manner of herbs and pass over judgment and the love of God. These ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. Go down. There's a place where he talks about the key of knowledge. You, it's, it's the same place. He says, you have taken away the key of knowledge. Have you found it? 52. Woe unto you lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. Knowledge is a key. That opens every single door of your life. If you are not enjoying something, it's because you don't have the you don't have the knowledge for it. Are you in the church? Hello. Those outside. Hello. Beautiful. Are you are you listening to what I'm saying? Yes. It's important. So you you shouldn't lose that knowledge of God for anything. Grace is multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. Glory is multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. Peace is multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. Faith comes to you through the knowledge of God. So as you are, as you are preaching. You see, the knowledge of God does not come by prayer. It comes by teaching. Yes. It's called the foolishness. It, it looks like it's nothing, but that is what you need. Without knowledge, perishing. Hello? Yes. Without knowledge, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. It is because you have rejected knowledge. I will also reject you. That you shall not be preached to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy, thy God, I will also forget your children. It's very serious. So it's important that as a child of God, you go for the knowledge of Jesus Christ and not sleep when it is coming. No matter what is going on, no matter how tired you are, if you feel you are tired, you stand up, you go, and, you go to the back and you just move around a little and come and sit back again. There's nothing wrong with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. So try. Tell me, but try. try. Very hard. Very. Not to sleep in church. Yes. If you have to get something, get brooms and chalk your eyes, get it. Do what you are supposed to do. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So it's, it's important that we grow in the knowledge of our Savior Jesus Christ because that is what we have been called to. Okay? 
have been called into fellowship with Jesus Christ. Say it once again. I've been called into fellowship with Jesus Christ. You see, and your growth, your development is directly proportional to the knowledge of God that you have. Do you see? Yes. It's very important. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. The first question you'll be asked is, did you learn to love? Did you learn to love me? And did you learn to love your brethren? Did you learn to love me? And did you learn to love your brethren? Yes. Jesus said, if you love me, you shall keep my commandments. Isn't it? Yes, I preached it to you. John chapter 14, verse 22. And look at John 14, 22. He that has my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Jesus will make you his headquarters. He will make you his headquarters. Christ is in us. But the reality of it, the manifestation of Christ, happens only when you are in fellowship with him. It only happens when your love for him keeps increasing. Hallelujah. Go to verse 23. Same book, same chapter, verse 23 now. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. I mean, he's saying it again. If a man loves me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him. And will come unto him and make our abode with him. Is God not in us? Is Christ not in us? Yes, but he's talking about the manifestation of God. Because you can have God in you and someone will, someone will do something to you. Yes. One of our guys was kidnapped last week. In a car. On his way, was on his way to camp. We are campaigning that we are organizing. Do you see? And they were cutting them and taking blood from the people. A lot of them, the hobas. They cut him, it was not cutting. They cut him several times, it was not cutting. So they decided to go and get another type of cutlass. What they were using was cutting everybody. But they, they decided, okay, let's go and get it. When they were going, he was able to untie himself, untie another person, and then they both, they both of them ran away. That's a manifestation of Christ, a manifestation of God, and it's power around you. Are you in the church? Now, you should have that happening frequently for you. One of our ladies, she, there were arm robbers that came to your place some years, some years ago. They robbed everybody. They didn't see your room. So they didn't rob her room. Another of her pastors, her house. They robbed everybody. They robbed the whole estate apart from her house. So people were thinking that they were part of, they were with the arm robbers. There's a manifestation. Without... Without a fellowship life with Jesus Christ, you don't know what can happen to you. Are you in the church? Yeah. You don't know what can happen to you. So it's important you walk with the Lord. It's important your walk with the Lord becomes deeper than it has been in times past. It's important you grow deeper in, in it. You, you, your love for the Lord goes, it becomes more intense. More and more intense. Are you in the church? That is what shows that you are growing. And it becomes intense through your you're receiving the word, keeping his word. The more you keep his word, the more, the deeper you are going. Wow. Yes. One pastor, you know, was counseling somebody. So this is a church meeting. The head pastor called for people who have guns in the church. And when he called for people who had guns in the church, about 12 people came out. They all had guns on them. In the, because they are robbers. And they were in the church. They had come into the congregation. They were armed robbers who had come to church. So he led, to, he led them to salvation and took the guns away from them. 
Now, when he, you know, normally when people get saved, we'll say, follow this particular person. So the one they followed, when they went and they, he was talking to them, oh, this is our church, you can come, we want you to be part, you are now born again, you are a new child, you need to grow and all of that. When, when he was talking to them, one of them lifted his hand and said, Pastor, I've been to your house so many times. So what are you talking about? He said, oh, I've been to your house about five times. <laughs> I was contracted by someone to kill you. Yes. Not just be wet, about four. To kill you. But we couldn't come. Every time we come to your house, we see your house on fire. Your house is on fire. If, he, if the pastor was fornicating in the, in the house, do you think the house would be on fire? It would be very cold. <laughs> if the pastor was not praying, was not into praying and fellowship with the Lord, and reading his Bible and studying, do you think the fire would be there? No, it wouldn't be there. It wouldn't be there. That is why Christians have problems like every other person. Yes, a lot of Christians have problems like every other person. The title Christian does not change anything. It is the participation in what it is that makes you something. It's not a title. It's not having a title I'm a Christian. You're a Christian, so what? It's, it's just a name. It was given by men. One lady was casting out a devil. And said, I posted a video not long ago. And said, by the anointing of my father, I command you to get out. The lady said, it is the anointing of your father. The, the demon said, it is the anointing of your father, not on you. <laughs> then he said, when you repent, you can come and cast me out. <laughs> then the lady said, the, the, the lady said I, command, I command fire to burn you. She said, I'm even feeling cold. I'm even feeling cold now. <laughs> That's what the demon, I can, you can show you the video. You, we can play. Do you have, how many of you, do you have it? Pastor Kobe has it. You can, you can send it to them. Yeah. I can play for you. She said, I'm feeling cold. <laughs> yes. How will your, your words become powerful? For you to stay out and things are going out. That's what demons, they are everywhere. Demons are everywhere. Demons outnumber the number of human beings on earth. There are more demons here on earth than there are human beings. That is why the first thing that Jesus said you will do as a believer, as a child of God, is to cast out devils. That's the first quality of a Christian. But a lot of Christians are afraid of casting out devils because they don't know Jesus much. You don't know Jesus much. If you know Jesus, you know your authority. When you lift your hand, you know that something is happening. Are you in the church? Yes. So it's important that you go deeper with Jesus Christ. Don't be a Christian who is shallow. Anything can happen to you. Anything can take you away from the Lord. Anything can, can, can take you off completely. You told me you showed them a video, the video I posted some time ago. Was it the whole church? Yes, the whole church. Those who were in church. Yes. There were a group of people called the Waldensians. Wild, the, the eh? Yes. Very wild Christians. They had a relationship with Jesus Christ. Eh? Knowing the sufferings of Christ is another level, another height of depth of relationship with him and fellowship with him. Paul said that I may know him and the fellowship of his sufferings. There's a fellowship of his sufferings. Almost all Christians in Ghana want to preserve their lives. Yeah. You want to send someone to go to another country to, to be a missionary there, it's near impossible in many churches. It's not because every, almost everyone in the church is looking for what they will get. My house, my car, my wife, my visa, my children, my, my what? My shirt, my shoe, my husband, my car. Nobody wants to sacrifice at all because we don't know Jesus Christ. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering be made conformable, conformable unto his death. 
Can you imagine? Like he wants to experience his death, conform to the death of Christ. When Paul was, behead, Paul was killed, when Paul was beheaded, he was beheaded for Christ. When they beheaded him, milk was what flowed out of his body, not blood. His blood had changed to milk. It looked white. Science has tried to explain it, whatever. The guy had, he, 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 in his mind, he wants to so experience the sufferings of Christ. Okay? There's something called, you see, resurrection is, the Greek word for resurrection is anastasis. But Paul spoke in these verses concerning another type of resurrection called ex-anastasis, which is experiencing the resurrection whilst you are alive. Experiencing the resurrection whilst you are alive. Those who have that expectation are the ones who will be raptured. We will, most of us may not be raptured. I mean, the rapture may not come today because we don't have ex-anastasis in our, in our minds. Like, when it comes to the Christianity that we say we have, it is just bread and butter type of Christianity. Oh, you don't understand what I'm trying to say? Yes, it is preservation type of Christianity. What you will get type of Christianity. If it's uncomfortable, small, now it's finished. If we say we are moving the service to a doom, you will not come. Why? Because it is, it is at a doom. It's in town. Even here, you don't want to come. Why? Because it's out of campus. What, do you, what are you talking about? Are you a Christian or you are not a Christian? Heaven will be very serious. When you are talking about how you walked from campus to this place for a service, Paul will talk about how he walked 400 kilometers to go and preach somewhere. Walked 400 kilometers. John Wesley rode on horseback for years and years to the extent that his legs became bow. He was not born bow-legged. By the time he was dying, he was bow-legged because of the number of years he spent riding on the back of horses going to various towns to preach and teach the gospel. How, why do you think you'll be in the same place with, with West, John Wesley and with Paul and with Peter? What are you talking about? You'll be very far away because you were not interested in Jesus Christ. You were interested in Jesus who does things for you. Ish. Do you like my message or don't like my message? Since you can't close your ears, I'm talking. Yes. It's important though. It's important because you see, there's something at stake. Your walk with him will be questioned. He will ask you, did you learn to love me? I died for you. What did you do for me? I loved you so much, I died for you. Brothers and sisters, if you were the only one here on earth, Jesus would still have come to die for you. What are you doing for him? How are you reciprocating his love? He says, fellowship with me. Live your life with me. Is that too difficult to understand? Read your Bible. Get to know more about me and keep my words. Is that too difficult to act for? Yes. Jesus is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. This is what happens to a lot of Christians. You are praying. There's nothing happening. Why? Because you don't have any. Your reason with the, the reason for the prize is even not correct. It's wrong. And it's all because you don't know the word. You don't have knowledge of Jesus Christ. You are praying amiss. Yes. Are you in the church or you have gone home? Do you want to be effective? How many of you want to be an effective Christian? Like when you lift your hand to pray, you get results. You want that? It's, it's possible. You can have that. That's what you have been called for. Okay? Its foundation is, is rooted in your relating with Christ. Your relationship with Christ. Your fellowship life with Christ. Walking with Jesus. Getting deeper and deeper with him. So there are seven things Jesus said about himself. Seven I am's. 
that Jesus mentioned in the book of John. Okay? There are several. There are more than seven, but then um, I've compressed them into seven. The very first one is that Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. So these, these are things that you, you have, you experience in your life as you fellowship with Jesus. Okay? These seven things are the things that happens in your life as you fellowship with Jesus. Can I help you with them? Okay. Number one is what? I am the bread of life. That's found in John chapter 6, verse 35. John 6, 35. I want to be, more, I want to be fruitful. I want to have more results. I want to go forward and, do, and fulfill the purposes of God for my life. I don't want to lose out on anything. You see, Jesus said, and Jesus said unto them, I am. You see, this is the great I am. Jesus is the great I am. Yahweh. Yod, he, vav, he. Isn't it? The great tetragrammaton, the great I am, the God of all the universe is the one who had come on earth. And Jesus was talking and saying, I am. And I am to you the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. The one who comes to me, the one who keeps coming to me every single day, will never hunger. The one who keeps coming to me every day will never thirst. The one who keeps fellowshipping with me will never hunger, will never thirst. Go to verse 51. Verse 51. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. Jesus said, if you eat of this bread, you shall eat forever. You shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The one who has me, the bread of life, will never hunger and will never thirst and will never go hungry. He says he will live forever. He will live forever. Now, what does that mean for, for you? The more you fellowship with Jesus, the more you get into the word of God, the more satisfied. You see, food satisfies you. Bread satisfies you. Isn't it? Jesus is the only one who can satisfy your spirit, your soul, and your body. He's the only one who, you see, when you are thirsty, Coke does not cut, does not cut it. Is it true? When you are thirsty, Coke, you can drink Coke, but you still need water. You can drink Fanta, but you still realize that you still need water to, to drink. Water is an essential commodity for life. And bread is essential. Bread is the only meal that is common to all of humanity. Bread is found everywhere in the world. Banku is not everywhere in the world. So Jesus didn't say, I'm the Banku of life. <laughs> Jesus didn't say, I am the what? <laughs> gobe. Certainly not. Charlie, I hear right now they don't sell Gobe two cities. Is it true? <laughs> it's three cities now. What's life becoming? <laughs> they don't sell two cities. And I hear Coco is not, you don't have 50 pesos or anything. One city. Four for one city. Four for one city. Ah, but that's a lot. How much? <laughs> it looks like 20 pesos coin. <laughs> Blunted chops. Wow. Jesus didn't say I'm the plantain of life. Why? Because it's not found everywhere in the world. He said, I'm the bread of life. You see, bread is found everywhere. And bread is for satisfaction. It is for your satisfaction. In other words, the more you fellowship with Jesus, eh, the more satisfied you become spiritually. Spiritual satisfaction. 
You see, you will not be looking for a certain prophet to say something to you. You see, all those who are looking for prophets is because they don't have a certain kind of satisfaction inside. They don't prefer being led by the Spirit. They prefer being led by a prophet. Someone else should, should lead them. That is why they are where they are. And if you don't start fellowship with Jesus Christ now, and if you don't start getting into the word of God for yourself personally now, very soon you will start looking for a certain prophet with your PhD. You realize that you need a certain prophet in your life to come and say, to say something, to buff you. You need a prophet to buff you for you to be able to marry. You'll be surprised. You will be shocked. I understand a certain medical doctor hung herself not long ago because she was 36 and she was not marrying. So she couldn't bear with it. So she has hung herself and killed herself. Yes. Lack of satisfaction in her soul. Her soul was not satisfied. You see, there's solical satisfaction. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Where you are, you are content with what you have. There's not, there's no, you, you don't need to sacrifice a human being to get more. You don't need to, you don't need an, an, a certain kind of association to be satisfied in life. It's like a husband is the one who will bring you satisfaction. No. Or a wife is the one who brings more girls are the ones who bring you satisfaction. No. More money, more girls, more liquor, more whatever. You need Jesus Christ. That void can only be satisfied by Jesus Christ. That is why Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. I'm the one who brings you satisfaction. Yes. If you have Jesus, you don't need any other person. You don't need any, any other thing. Yes. So don't be a Christian who is falling out of love with Jesus with time. Be a Christian who falls more in love with Jesus Christ. The more you fall in love with him, the more he becomes your bread, your satisfaction. You may not have some things, but you are satisfied. You are satisfied. Some of these people who served God and lived uh, uh, very interesting lives and sacrificed themselves and all of that, they didn't have a lot of things. We are too comfortable. Most of us are so comfortable. They didn't have a lot of things, but they were satisfied. They loved their Lord and that was enough for them. Are you in the church? It's so important. I am the bread of life. I'm the bread of life. It will satisfy you financially. Yes. You see, when we say someone is rich, eh? Oh, we say rich. Rich does not mean having uh, $5 million sitting in your account, not doing anything. That is not rich. Riches is on different levels. Okay? There are different levels of riches. You can be a student and be rich. To be rich means to have surplus and to have more than enough. To be okay, to be content. That's what it means to be rich. Okay? So let's say you need a thousand cities to survive in a month and you have 1,100 Ghana cities. You are rich. You are what? You are rich. You are in abundance on the level that you are on. Someone else may not be getting what you are getting. You are getting something. You are fine. You should be okay. That is what it means to be rich. You should be thankful. Not having five cars parked in your, in your, in your, in your house and then when you wake up in the morning, you don't know which one to choose. Uh, which you are just cleaning them. When we come, we saw a certain house that someone has built. A certain uh, government official has built. He built it many years ago and he's not lived in. He comes there once every year. Or once every two years. The house is rotting. Very soon he will bring more money to come and renovate the house. And it will rot again. Is that, is that wealth? No. It would have been better if he had given that to somebody. You will have more satisfaction if you are giving that to somebody. Jesus will tell you, give this one to... You see, <laughs> he will tell you, give this one out. Because your satisfaction is in that one. He will satisfy you. Are you in the church? 
Yes. You don't marry because you want, as a lady, you want uh, uh, your husband to, to be on call all the time. Your husband, your, you want your husband to be talking to you all the time. And he'll call you. Hello, baby. Are you okay? Is everything? Charlie, nobody, nobody can survive like that. Though. It's stressful. It's only movies. Are you in the church or you have gone home? Only Jesus can satisfy you in your marriage. Satisfy you in a relationship. Satisfy you in your academics. Yes, he can satisfy you academically. You realize that you are not killing yourself to get first class. Like, first class or I die. Or when you are in first class, you are not struggling to sustain yourself. Yes, it is not easy to be first in class. When you are first in class, you need to do a lot of things to sustain yourself. It is not easy to be leading. When you are leading, it's like you need to do a lot of things to... But with Jesus, you can relax and still lead. You can relax and still be first. You can relax and still be excellent. Only he can make that happen. I was like, I have to keep up with this. I, have to. If, I remember one guy, he needed, one went in secondary school, it's like he wanted to pass everybody. So the first three people, he was fourth in class. He wanted to be first. So when he sees the first guy, the one who is first learning, he will go and learn with him. When he sees the one do who, the second guy, he will go and learn. By the time the, the, the term was over, he was, he was almost dead. There was, no, there was no time to relax or to rest. Or, he was doing too much for secondary school first. <laughs> yes. I am the bread of life. Say Jesus is the bread of life. And he will satisfy me as I fellowship with him. What do you think about what I'm saying? Do you think it's important? Yes. Solical satisfaction. Where you are, you are satisfied in your mind. You see, some people can worry about unnecessary things. They can worry uh, and, and fall ill. You can worry about a certain lady. How she's not falling in love with you, even though you have demonstrated your love for a long time. Turn to the nearest brother by you and say, How are you, brother? Are you? Who are you worrying about? Serious, you can worry about getting a job or trying. Life is full of what people are worrying for nothing because they don't have fellowship with Jesus. They don't have fellowship with Jesus. If you have fellowship with Jesus, he will you'll be satisfied. Yes, it, it will affect how you look. You look older than your age. You are thinking about so many. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? How am I going to do oh they all just be anxious for nothing? If you are reading your, the Bible, you, you know what to do. You will know that you are supposed to be anxious for nothing. When I realize I'm, I'm worrying about things, I just, I'm like, hey, no, no, this is, not, this is not my calling. No, 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 this is not my calling. Let me just hand over to you. God, you can handle it. Sometimes you can have financial demands, big financial demands in our ministry. Big, huge. Hundreds of thousands of cities. Or dollars. All I do is to roll it over to Jesus. That's all I do. That is why I can still pastor happily and still laugh because the burdens are such that you, you, it will make you not laugh. Like you become so serious when someone talks hey. <laughs> Why are you talking so much? You know the kind of worrying that makes your, when you're, when you're cutting bread, it's like you are doing chainsaw, you're cutting <laughs> you're noise pollution. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know Jesus is the bread of life and he's the only one who can satisfy me. That is why I keep fellowshipping with him. That's why I keep wanting to know more about him, reading about him. 
reading his word, reading the word and keeping it because it is only through that that I'm going to be satisfied. Only he can give me peace. He's called the prince of peace. He's the prince of peace. He will give you peace in the, in the storms of life, in the circumstances of life. Are you in the church? Yes. He's the one who can give you peace in the midst of the storm. He will satisfy you. Solic, spiritually, solically, bodily, emotionally. Emotionally. Yes. Hey. Emotionally. He will satisfy you emotionally. You are married, you are, there's no child. And then all those who you got married before they got married are having children. Including those you knew were doing abortions when you were in school. Yes, I had someone have that. I mean, people were doing abortions. She was not doing some. She got married. Genuine, correct, spiritual, Holy Ghost marriage. But no, no child. No child for years if you are not careful. You will not be satisfied. Before, before long, you, have, you say that your husband is not correct. You need to test from another source to see if you will get pregnant. Before you realize your houseboy is lying on you. It's like you don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe you are children, so you don't understand. Someone got married and realized that all, all his children are not his children. Three children, they are all not his children. Yes. He has been fathering other people's children. Thinking that. And it's happening practically now in our country. A lot of young girls who are not satisfied with their husbands. Yes. Their husband is the one who supplies all the food and everything in the house. But the one who services them is another person. The Lord is watching you. If, if you don't have Christ, if you, if you can be born again and not be satisfied with Jesus, you, you, are, not, you are not satisfied in life. Are you in the church? Yes. He will make you satisfied in your health. Yes, in your health. You can be having a pain in your body and he will show you what to do to get out of that pain. Without him, you don't know. You can pop drugs till you die. Drugs do not cure. They only soothe you for some time. Help you. It's called management. When you go to the hospital, they manage the cases. It's management. That's what it's called. Because they can't cure. Only Jesus can cure. He's a bird of life. He will cure you mentally. Yes, some people grew up and lose their minds. Oh, yes. I was watching a certain woman's picture. You know, she lost her mind later on in her life, in her years. But when she, when she was seen, she looked so beautiful. She opposed with, with, her, with her daughter. Did she know she was going to get mad? She didn't know. You see, if you take Jesus out, madness is ahead. May, madness may be ahead and you don't know. Listen, the devil does not give up on us all. There's an adversary who does not give up on you. You, you see, when we say, come to church, read your Bible, do this. It's not because it's like we, we want to push you to do, stress you to do something. There's an adversary if you don't know. There's someone, okay, who is waiting to behead you. Waiting to make you mad, get you mad. Waiting to help you have a very big problem that you can never solve. Are you in the church? Waiting to put a certain sickness on you. That will be in your life till you die take you to the graves. That is the one we are trying to keep you away from. Hello? 
So don't just be there. And they, these people, they like forcing us. They like forcing us to come to church. When we come to church, we don't close. Do you know what you are being saved from? You have no idea. You have no idea. A lot of Christians have forgotten about Satan. It's like Satan does not exist. It's like demons do not exist. You have no idea. Plants. They are plants. Jesus said that thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is his purpose in your life. He will steal you. He will kill you. You think it's, it's enough when he's killed you. His purpose is to destroy you in hell. That's his purpose. And that is what God is trying to keep you away from and trying to help you with. So don't be talking like you are mad. Uh, uh, why, why do they like forcing us? Why do they like we should, we, every time we should come to church? Every time we should be. If you don't come to church, someone will meet you somewhere and take you and then you, that's going to be the end. Yes. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Jesus will satisfy you. Say, Jesus will satisfy me. Give the Lord a shout if you like my message. So, I know Jesus is the bread of life and he's my satisfaction on every side. Spiritually, solically, bodily, emotionally, financially, health-wise, everything. He's the only one who can satisfy me. Yes, so I stay with him. I grow more and more in him. Let me read my Bible so that I can be seen. I don't want to lose my mind. Oh yeah. I don't want to lose my life. I don't want to lose what I have. You have a nice family. You think the devil likes it? He doesn't like it. Nice family. Wife, children, everything is fine. Every you are going and coming. Hey, oh, you don't know, eh? His purpose is to scatter you. You keep going to Accra and coming to Kumasi. You are traveling, VIP, everything is fine. You go, you always go, you always come. Do you know the plans of the devil? Some accident that will take off your head. Yes. The more you fellowship with him, the more you know things. You, you just know things. Revelation comes to you. When you're not supposed to travel, you're not travel. You will miss the planes you're supposed to miss. I mean, there are planes that get lost. Do you know planes get lost? Like, they are flying from this place to this other place, and they never get, they never get there. Nobody finds the plane. 240 people, they are all gone. Yes. There was a plane that was moving from uh, Malaysia to China, and there were some people, I think there were two Ghanaians in there, and they wanted to, I think it was cheaper going to that side. Also, you like cheap, isn't it? <laughs> because it was cheaper, they joined. They did the transit through that side. They could have gone to another plane, they decided to go to that side. And that plane got lost. And they have been missing till date. Hello? You don't want that, do you want that to happen in your life? How many of you want to get lost after some time? Mm. Hallelujah. Number two. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I'm showing you what you are fellowshipping with or who you are fellowshipping with as you fellowship. And what, what happens for you and to you. Okay? As you decide to go deeper with the Lord, become more intimate with the Lord. How many of you have decided to become more intimate with Jesus Christ? Yes, I'm showing you who it is that you are getting intimate with and what it is that he does for you and what it is that you get and receive as you fellowship with him. Okay, Jesus said, I am the light, John chapter 8, verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Have you seen it? Oh, have you seen it? Yeah. Okay, John chapter 9, verse 5. John 9, 5. 9. Uh, John 9, 5. He says, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus is the great I am who is the light of the world. 
So as you fellowship with him, he says, you shall, the one who followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. He shall not walk in darkness. He's a great I am who is the light of the world. He's the one to bring you revelation. The more you fellowship with Jesus, the more revelation you enjoy. And the more light you enjoy. The more development you... You see, without light, eh, without this... You see, these lights, they don't make much of a difference. Without the, the lights of the sun, eh, if there's no sun, do you think human beings can be here? Hello? God has positioned the earth at the right place. If the earth should move an inch away from where it is, away from the sun, we will all freeze to death. If it should move an inch closer to the sun, we will all roast to death. Without light, there is no heat. Human beings are, are human beings because we discovered light and heat. Civilization as we know is as a result of light and heat. Hello? Yes. Transportation is as a result of light and heat. Is it true? Yes. There's a spark in your car. A spark of light that burns the fuel for you to be able to move your car. If, the, if, we, if we hadn't discovered that, we would have been walking all over. You want to go to America? Start walking. <laughs> I tell you. Yes. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Say, I'm the light of the world. So, because of him, you will have development in life. Like, he's the one to give you speed. Speed is as a result of light. It's like you've not gone to school. Why, why are you in, in, in school? It's like you don't know what I'm talking about. Or oh, it's coming to you as a revelation. You're an student. Ah, but didn't you do science in school? You did science in school. What is your problem? <laughs> you didn't home comes. I taught home comes people chemistry at a point. Yes, I, I've been a teacher before. Many, many years ago. Maybe you were not born. Secondary school teacher. Hallelujah. Light. Say light. Without light, you can't see. You can't see anything. We are seeing because of light. You can't, you wouldn't know where to go. You fall in a ditch in life. You don't know what decisions to make. Light is the source of wisdom. Without light, you cannot, you cannot be wise. You cannot know what to do. If you knew that the guy you were following is the one who's going to kill you, you will not, you will not, you will not follow him. Are you in the church? Yes. If you knew the course you are going to do, this particular course you are picking, you say this is the one you need to do. If you knew that course was, was what was going to destroy your life, you not, you not choose it. Jesus will give you, the more you fellowship with him, the more light he gives you. The more revelation he gives you. The more access he gives you. The more information he gives you concerning life and what to do. Jesus said, whosoever followeth me shall not walk in darkness. There's darkness in this life, brother. If you knew that the child you are, you are giving birth to is the one who's going to kill you. You wouldn't have prayed for a child. <laughs> Are you in the church or you have gone home? Yeah. Yes. There was this Ghanaian family in Italy. This is about three years ago, before, just before COVID. Their son, 14 year old, took a gun and killed mother, father, two children. Killed the whole family because of something that was happening in the house that he was not happy with. Ghanaian family. Yes, Ghanaian family from this, our Ghana. The guy killed everybody. Yes. Yes, he wanted to live in Italy, and that was yes, that, that was it. If they knew that going to Italy would let their son meet somebody who would teach the, who would teach him how to shoot a gun, 
They would have stayed in Ghana happily. Happily. Even the church where you have gone home. You'll be happy if your visa is refused. You'll be thanking God. Because you don't know what you are missing. He that has me shall not walk in darkness. I am the light of the world. He will give you access to information nobody else can give to you. Yes, access. And help you navigate your way in life without hitting your head against a rock eh? or a wall and hitting your, your foot against a rock. He will guide you and navigate, help you. I think you need the light of life, isn't it? So as you fellowship with the, with the great light of life, he gives you guidance. He gives you real guidance, real-time guidance. Let you know what to do at what time. Where to be at what time. Hallelujah. Yes. I don't want to miss anything. Say, I don't want to miss anything. Yes. You will walk in wisdom and in fruitfulness. Always advancing in all spheres of your life. As you fellowship with the great I am, who is the light of life. I am the light of this world. I don't want to miss anything. Paul said, keeping your eyes, looking away from all that will distract, looking onto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. I don't want to miss him. I don't want to, I don't want to take my eyes off him. Because if I take my eyes off him, I don't know what will happen. I can't take my eyes off him. If I do, I don't know what, I'll, what ditch I'll fall in. He's the light of my life. Is Jesus the light of your life? Yes. Get deeper with him. The deeper you go, the more you see. The more you see. You will not make certain silly mistakes. If you sit down with old people, they will tell you the mistake they've made. Yes. If I had known. If I had known, I would have done this. If I had known, I would have done this. I don't want to have that at, at, in my old age. That I, when I'm 80, when I'm, I'm sitting, I'm saying, if I had known, I would have bought some lands here. The Holy Ghost will let you know. Jesus, who's the light of life, will let you know that you must get these lands. He will show you what to do. At what time. He will show you what to choose. What job to choose. Yes. You may not know. The job you are choosing, you think is, is, is going to be a whatever. It's going to bring you uh, $5 million. It's the one that is going to kill you. Yeah. It will be obsolete in five years or less. Hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are called to fellowship with Jesus Christ. Are you a Christian? Yeah. Ask anybody, are you a Christian? Yes. If you are not born again, we'll give you an opportunity to be born again. If you are born again, your, your responsibility, okay, your first responsibility is to walk with the Lord. You have a walk with the Lord. You should know who it is that you are walking with. He is the light of this world. I am the light of this world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. Look at the one in John chapter 9 verse 5. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. You see, he is the light of this world. Without him, you walk in darkness. About many, many things. Who has a scarf? Anybody with a scarf? A lady with a scarf? You have one. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Can you tie? Pastor Alex, please come. I keep doing this. I don't know if I've done it here before. Yeah. I've done it here before. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, let's tie this. So, we are going to tie Pastor uh, Reverend Alexis' uh, eyes and ask him to find his wife. This is practical to what I'm telling you. And this is how, you're, this is how a lot of people's lives are. Okay? Is it tight enough? Can you see me? No. You can't see me. Thank God. Okay, so let's pin him small. 
Also, we'll look for your wife. We'll go and look for your wife and bring her. I have $2 million for you. Bring your wife for $2 million. All the best. How many, how many years do you think it will take? We'll all go home, go and eat, come back for service, go, keep coming. We'll come for one million services. He'll still be looking for his wife. It is not even possible. He was, he's going to look for someone. He's going to send her someone else's wife. How you will not find anything in this life. Oh. Why? Because you have forgotten about Jesus Christ. You are every day when you wake up in the morning, you are you are fellowshipping with WhatsApp, Facebook, and TikTok. So you are walking in darkness in life. Wow. Yes. What to do to pass that exam? You you don't know. You don't, as you are reading the books, you don't know which topic is coming. When you're working with Jesus, fellowship with him, he will show you the topic that is coming is uh, whatever, inequalities. Study inequalities. Yes, which course, which, which topic? Digestion, my friend. <laughs> what? Fluid mechanics. Study fluid mechanics. Oh, yeah. You will not know. You'll be studying what else? What else can you be studying? Hydraulics. You'll be studying hydraulics. Huh? It's like hydraulics, Babadi. Hydraulics is hydraulics is this. Hydraulics is that. Hydraulics. You'll be studying when the thing is fluid mechanics that, are, that is coming. And then you boom, boom, like that. That's all. You say, why me? You see, instead of, instead of having quiet time with Jesus Christ, you are watching TikTok. You are watching Snapchat. You were making phone calls early in the morning when you're supposed to be praying. I think that people here they don't understand what I'm saying. Do you have people like that? It's your Come in, come in on time. Wow. Now go and find a wife for two cities. Go and bring your wife for two cities. very easily. Easily. Why? Light. So you can see. Hmm? The more you fellowship with Jesus, the deeper you go, the more intimate you get. The more of, yeah, like you're reading Bible, meditating, keeping it. Light. You have a light in life. Yes. You know what to do per time. Wisdom. Great wisdom at your, at your, at your, available at your doorstep. Great wisdom. Great prosperity. You'll be guided into prosperity. Through the sky, you realize that money is flowing like water. Unless I could be struggling for money, you will not be struggling for money. Yes. I don't want to be poor. So I don't joke with Jesus Christ. Yes. He says the silver is mine, the gold is mine. I cast upon a thousand hills are mine. I, I want to associate with him. So that I can make decisions that are decisions he wants me to make. And not go down. There are seven of them, but our time is up. You see, the more time, it's just a few people are saying, if I hear everybody say, more time. No, the same people are shouting. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me use 10 minutes to try and finish up for you. If I'm unable to talk about all of them, I'll just mention them for you. 
and then you can expand them for yourself later on. Okay? But have you been blessed by what I've shared with you so far? Number three, I am the door. Jesus said, I am the door. John chapter 10, verse 7 and verse 9. I am the door. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Then verse 9. Go to verse 9. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out, and find pasture. Hallelujah. He is the door, the entrance, and access to all things. Jesus is the access and the entrance to all things. All things in life. You want to bugger? The, the door to Jesus is Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't say, I am a door. He said, I am the door. Okay? All the things I've said, he didn't say, I am a light. I am a bread. It's definite article. There, I am the bread of life. I am the light of this world. I am the door. So he's the door to every aspect of your life. You want to marry? Jesus is the door to marriage. You want to have children? Jesus is the door to having children. You want to travel? Jesus is the door to traveling. You want to have access to a certain kind of job? Jesus is the door. He's the door to everything of life. So what people are trying to make it without him, I wonder. I wonder what's wrong with them. You can have someone say, Me, all these church things, I'm not interested. I'm, I'm taking my life into my, into my own hands. I'm working hard. It's hard work. It's this, it's this. You, are part, you see, you are trying to go through the window. Yes. Jesus said, I am what? The door. He is the door. Sometimes you want to access a certain kind of grace. He is the door to that grace. And enjoying that particular grace when you enter that door. He's a door. He says, if you, the one who's on the door, by me, if any man enter him, he shall be saved. And shall go in and out. Like, because you have access to the door, you can go and come and go and come and find pasture, find fruitfulness, find feed, find grace for yourself. Are you in the church? Yes. He's the door to academics. That course that you are struggling to understand. He's not the door. Not the door. He's the door now. If you ask him, if you talk to him, he will show you who to go to to teach you what you are supposed to learn. Or he will teach you himself. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Why? Don't circumvent Jesus. Don't. Don't. He is the door. He is the great door. To every aspect of life. Everything that you need, you, you know, it's like you know I'm supposed to be doing this. And you're wondering how you are going to be doing how you are going to do it. Contact Jesus. Okay? Remember that He's the great door, the access. He gives you access to every you want to do a certain business. You want to enter oil business. How do you enter oil? Who do you know that you which which oil company do you know? <laughs> or which oil will you sell? <laughs> what fright or oil? <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you need Jesus I tell you you need fellowship with him more. you need his permissions yes a dog gives you permission to enter yes sometimes the doors will close sometimes the door will open he has the key of David he said I have the key of David I open and no man closes and I close and no man opens he is the door and he is the key 
you need him. Access to various aspects of life. If you were, if you were ministers, if you were, if you were all pastors, I would, have, I would have told you that he, Jesus is the access to different levels of graces. Without him, you can't access grace for ministry. It's not possible. It's not, you can do methods. You want to access some grace, fellowship with him some more. We have been called into fellowship with Jesus Christ. Yes, he's a great door to every single aspect of life. What is it that you are hoping for? Or what is it that you, you, you are believing God for? What is it that you know God has told you to do? The one to help you access it is Jesus Christ. We don't have time, so I won't say much about it. Let's go to the next one. Yes. Number four. I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. The great I am. I am the good shepherd. John chapter 10 verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Jesus is ready to defend you in life. And guide you in life. If a sheep, if a cow... Hmm? It's trying to, it's a cow says, I'm going to Accra from Kumasi. The cow is at Ejiso. The cow is going to, um, to Ofanko, Ofanko barrier. Can the cow get there? What are the possible things that will happen to the cow? He will come to Chinga. He will go hungry. Isn't it? A cow can kill him. He can get accident and die. He can what? You, you, you can get lost. He can eat poison. What else? He can become chopper. He will be in soup. Thieves will kidnap him. You feel... You, I mean... You won't get to... Lenda door is too far. You will not do... One cracker you will not get. You will be off. That is what happens to all those who try to navigate life without the great shepherd, the good shepherd. You see, Jesus is the shepherd, the great shepherd of the sheep, who protects. He is the number one person to protect you in your life. Protect you from demonic harassment. Like I said, demons are always trying to have access to you. Always trying. He's the only one who can protect you from demons, that is spiritually protect you from your mind swaying, protect you from your body getting into something it's not supposed to get into. He's a great shepherd who will guide you and lead you to arrive at your destiny. Destiny, the destiny of a Christian is not cannot be realized without the good shepherd. It's not possible. I am the good shepherd. He says, I lay down my life for the sheep. The highland sees the sheep come, the, the, the fox coming and fleeth. Jesus is not an highland. He's the one who defends you when trouble comes. Only Jesus can defend you in life. Go to verse 14. John 10, 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and I'm known of mine. I know my sheep. He knows you and he will help you. Jesus is in your life to help you. Are you in the church? How many of you want Jesus to help you? God is showing you what to do. Yes. Fall in love with him some more. How do you fall in love with Jesus? Keep his word. Know his word. Keep his word. Know his word. I want to be defended. 
I don't want... Is if, you, if, if, we are, if we are to go on, the next point is, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. That's all that, so I, all that is one point. But it can be divided into three points, because I am the way is one point. I am the truth is another point. I am the life is another point. You see? Hmm. He's a way to the Father. You know some people lose their way to the Father as time goes on? Yes. One boy will take their, 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 their way up off. One job will take their way off. They'll, they'll go off the way. One bad doctrine. That's the truth. One bad doctrine will take you off. Jesus said, I'm the truth. As you have, if you keep fellowship with Jesus, you will never be deceived. A lot of Christians have been deceived by believing, to, to believing in things they are not supposed to believe in. That has become, become a stronghold in their lives. I met a young lady who is going mad because of a certain church she went to. Students. She went to a certain church. And they said something to the church and said, this is a secret. If you say it to anybody, you go mad. And she also said it to somebody and she's going mad. So she feels that uh, uh, something, some, there are some powers that are chasing her. You know her, right? Or it's not you? Ah. You know her. Yeah. Can you, can, maybe you can say that story. Yes, you can say some. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go mad because of some things that were said. It's okay, it's okay. Hallelujah. By Jesus, the more you fellowship with Jesus, the more you stay on the line of the reality of the truth. Jesus said, I'm the truth. You will not be deceived into believing something you're not supposed to believe in. Yes. You have to know Jesus for yourself. You have to know the word of God for yourself. If you know the word of God for yourself, who can deceive you? Who can deceive you? And say that um, what, what can be said? There's no hell. Jesus himself said there's hell. Where did you pass to know that there's no hell? <laughs> you don't know London. Yet you know hell. You know that hell is not there. I said, where they are saying, you know, you know, you don't, you don't know, you don't know, you've never been to Togo, you say there's no hell. What is wrong with you? Jesus, who is God, came down to this earth and said that there's hell. And you say that, oh, hell is here on earth. What are you talking about? Jesus said that Lazarus, there was a man called Lazarus and a certain rich man. The rich man died and was in hell, he lifted up his eyes and saw. I mean, the guy went to, he said, Jesus said that the guy died. He didn't say when he was on earth. Hell was on earth. He said he died and he went to hell. You say that what? Hell is here on earth. The fires of hell are the burdens of this world. There's no Satan. Someone says there's no Satan. Oh, you'll be shocked. There's no Satan. They are smarter than God. God says there's Satan. You with your head like Asanka. You said there's no, there's no Satan. And that Satan is the one who is worrying. Any human being that is worrying you is Satan. So if your mother is worrying you at a particular time, she's the Satan in your life. If your friend is worrying you at a particular time, she's the Satan in your life. Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the reality. If you follow Jesus' words, you will not be deceived. And I am the life. Yes, I am the life. You see, eternal life in you can weigh, it can reduce. Okay? It's just like uh, anyone who's ill. When you are ill, your natural life is reduced. Okay? If you have a problem with your lungs, you realize you can't, you can't do some things. You get tired very easily. 
you can't do a lot of things. In the same way, the pressures of this life brings spiritual sicknesses to you, spiritually. And tries to dim the life of God that is inside you. But the more you fellowship with Jesus, understanding that he's the light, he's the life, he's your life. Okay? I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you understand that he's the life, the more you fellowship with him, the more life you receive. And the more boosted you are, the more vitalized you are, and the more you're able to cast off all of the spiritual problems and stand and do what God wants you to do, the more energized you become. It's when you don't have health, naturally speaking, you don't have, you can't enjoy life. It can be the same. Spiritually, you can be sick. Okay? You need to fellowship. If you realize you are not feeling too well, like you can't pray, you can't do, it's time to fellowship with Jesus. It's time to open your Bible and say, Jesus, show me what to do. Help me understand your word. You will get life, more life, and it will affect even your body. I'm the life. Say, Jesus said, I'm the life. Yes, he's the life. Yes. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I don't want to lose my way. Yes. One job will take you away from the way. People have gotten jobs, and that's the end. They can't even be in church. A certain course. That's the lectures are happening on Sunday morning. So you can't come to church on, on Sunday evening. There's Sunday evening. There's Wednesday, it's Wednesday evening. The, the uh, course is on Wednesday night, isn't it? Yes. That shouldn't take your Christianity away. You will be losing Wednesday night. Go on, go on podcast and listen to something. Find a way. Don't lose your way. Sorry, but don't lose your way. I'm showing you how to be a proper Christian. Christianity was uttered by Jesus Christ. It can only be continued through him. You can't do it outside of him. It doesn't work. I don't want to lose my way. See, I don't want to lose my way. Someone, someone sang a song and said, the more I seek you, the more I love you. And the more what? I love you, the more... The more I seek you, the more I find you. And then the more I find you, the more I love you. I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hands, lean back against you and, and, and breathe, and feel your heart beat. That's someone who's in love with Jesus. Like, ah, I want to have some kind of intimacy with the Lord. Hey, not Jesus, yeah, what's up? <laughs> you must have, yes, you must have a certain need. Certain great sense of me that Charlie, you need Jesus to guide. He's the light of your life. Jesus, you are the light of my life. Without you, I will not have light in life. I will make many terrible mistakes. Many terrible mistakes. One gentleman made a terrible mistake and got HIV. Yes. By just not listening. This morning we were discussing. My wife spoke to me about something. Someone will say, I want to get close to you. How do you get close to me? You get close to me by listening to what I say. You don't need to come to my house. What I come to do in my house? How many people can be in my house? You can't be in my house. What I come to do in my house? Their closeness is in listening to what is being said and doing it. The more you do what has been said to you to do, the closer you get. If I meet you next time, you, you, we spoke about something, and I told you, do this, do this, and do that. And the next time we meet, I realize I've done it. And you're producing results. Ah, Charlie, that is the closeness. Not calling me or texting me. All the, I will not reply your text. Is it by force? That's why I'm not on WhatsApp. My normal line, there's no WhatsApp on it. 
Yes, because I could get plenty messages in a day. Making me not a Christian. It was taking me out of the way. What's up? <laughs> it was taking me out of the way. So I had to go off. I have another, I have another one. It's not a few people who are on it. Now it's becoming crowded too. So I'm going to get another one. <laughs> so I can put that one aside for one year. Hey! Yes, so I, because I don't want to lose my way. Why should I be responding to text messages and not praying? I'm not talking to Jesus. Uh, you see, it's not correct. Yes. Jesus said, I'm the resurrection. I'm showing the points. I am the resurrection. Yes, he said that. I am the resurrection. And the life. Your knowledge of the fact that Jesus is going to come again is what purifies you. You see, all those who don't think Jesus are coming again, eh? they are the ones who keep fooling around. Because it's like you don't, you don't account for anything. You get it. I go, let us live our lives. Paul said, if there is no resurrection, let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. All those who are eating and drinking and fooling around are eating and drinking and fooling around because they don't think that he is coming. Jesus is coming again. And he's coming for a church without spot or wrinkle. He's coming for a group of people who are without spot or wrinkle. You don't want to be found with blame. He wants us to stand before him without blame in love. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 4. Look at Ephesians 1 4. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So, this is the destiny that God has for you. He wants you to stand before him holy and without blame in love. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And I pray God that your whole spirit and soul, and the very God of peace, sanctify you holy. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Meaning that some people will be found with blame. The Lord does not want to find you with blame. And the way to not find yourself with blame, spiritually, solically, bodily, is by remembering that Jesus is coming. The more you fellowship with him as a resurrection, the more you realize that, Charlie, he's going to come soon. And I don't want him to find me in, find me doing something wrong. The Bible says that judgment shall start in the house of the Lord. Ish. First John chapter 3, verse 3. Let's read from verse 2 so that it makes more sense. From verse 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when Jesus shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. He shall appear, and we shall see him as he is. Then he says, and everyone that has this hope in him, Purified himself, even as he is pure. If you remember that Jesus is coming again. Sometimes you can be a Christian who has forgotten that Jesus is even coming again. You see? Yes. You have forgotten. You will remember when it is spoken about. It is not practical in your life that you remember that Jesus is coming again. When you are going to touch someone's breast, you remember that mm, Jesus is coming again. What if he comes and I'm touching this breast? What will I say to me? Then you put your hand back in your pocket and say, Sweetheart, how are you? You are fine. Jesus is coming again. <laughs> Every man that has this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. You don't want him to find you, him to find you with blame. With blame. Spiritually. Blame. Solically. Blame. Physically. No. You want to be found pure. Holy. Doing what he wants you to do. Going where he wants you to go. Hallelujah. So fall in love with Jesus some more. Go deeper with him. 
Yes. And watch your life go higher and higher and higher and higher. You'll be guided in life. Yes. I see you being guided in life. You will not, you will not make foolish decisions. You will not. I remember many years ago, there was a gentleman who was part of our fellowship, a certain fellowship that we had. And he was going for national service in a certain village. And we told him, don't go. Because he came strongly, don't go. Oh, I'm going. You see, he doesn't even pray about things. Or wait on God concerning things. Oh, I'm going. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. When he went, he found a certain girl. Yes. And the girl wiggled her way into his life. And the girl made sure she got pregnant before, he, before the national service was over. Yes. To keep him in the village. And he, he, she managed to keep him in the village for another three years. Yes. Keep him in the village for another three years. They moved to the city. And now the marriage is breaking. So he's going to be a divorcee. Now, if only he had just one decision that he was supposed to make. Don't go. If only he had made that decision then. This is many years ago. This is several years ago. This is about maybe 14 years ago. Long time ago. His, his life has gone in many ways. If you're there, he'll call you for 100 cities. He can't, he can't find 100. Yes. He can't find 100 cities. Yes. My wife knows somebody. Before he died, he was calling for 100 cities. Someone who was controlling millions of dollars. Calling for 100 Ghana cities. She's here, she can tell you. 100 cities. Yes, 100 cities. Someone who controlled millions of dollars whilst, when he was a young man. Yes, he's been able to lose all of it to the extent that he's asking for 100 Ghana cities. Yes. He's dead now. Life, Jesus is alive. If you leave him here, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked at how many wives you have at the end of the day. Yes. How many? You have children with three men or five men. One, some here, two are for this man, three are for this man, two are for this man. You'll be shocked. Yeah, because your, 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 your emotions were not calmed and satisfied by Jesus. Your emotions were only, could only be satisfied by men. And wait, they, they don't satisfy. They satisfy for a brief moment. That's why you, keep, you kept going and going. Before long, you are in a place you are not supposed to be. And a gunshot has flown into your, into your heart. Yes. One young one Ghanaian was also in America. If only you knew he would die in America, he wouldn't have gone. He was in America. Sunday afternoon. He had gone to work. He passed to a friend's house. They were having a barbecue afternoon. As they were barbecuing, enjoying, barbecue, enjoying, a gun, someone shot a gun somewhere. Without, not with him not being the target. The gun, the bullet flew into his heart. Pa- and he fell down in shock. He died like this. <laughs> like he's surprised. He, saw, he was surprised. So you don't want to go to places where you're not supposed to go to. Oh, you, you shouldn't. Yes. One, recently, just three months ago, one guy died in bed, stray bullet in America. He's, as he went to bed, he's not going anywhere to do it. He's not partying. He's in that place in bed. As he was sleeping in his own house, gun, stray gun, stray bullet. So, this America you are praying to go. Lord, America, I die. 
You don't know. You don't know him to God's will. Allow him to lead you. Let him be the good shepherd of your life. Leading you. Leading you to your destiny, to your destination. Or else you go somewhere you think that is not supposed to be. That will be the end. I don't want to lose him. That is why I keep reading my Bible. That is why I keep praying. That is why I keep talking to him. Guide me, Lord. Lord, if it is not your will, I don't want it. If, I, if you don't want me to go there, don't, I don't want to go there. What you cannot give me, may I never have. What you cannot take me, may I never go. What you cannot do for me, may I never even desire. That is it. Find your life going where God wants you to go. Becoming what you are supposed to become. I pray that the Lord will guide you. And I pray that you become a strong Christian. I pray that on that day when you stand before the Lord, you have answers, good answers to give to the Lord. And you will not find yourself fumbling in the name of the Lord Jesus. Rise up on your feet and thank God for what I shared with you. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.